The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. And so when the garment of praise comes upon us, we are able to build old wastes. We are able to build the old waste places that has been neglected. Jesus. Hallelujah. You see, um, how many of you support the the winning team here? Manchester United. Uh, Come on, don't change your face on me now. How many of you support the winning team here? Now, if you're watching, if you're watching football, did somebody say Chelsea? The losing team. Now, if you are watching your favorite team, and at the last minute, they scored the last winning goal, do you sit in your chair and you are just executive and it just, it just, go, it's a goal. Do you do that? Yes? Who does that? Then you don't love football. Now, when your team wins, what do you do? You shout, you scream, you jump, sometimes you somersault in the house. Amen? Now, guess what? We are always on the winning team. And our coach, our coach, our team manager, his name is Jesus. He wins the victory before the fight begins. Let's give Jesus the loudest shout and the loudest clap in the name of Jesus. Because he's given us the victory already. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Father, we thank you for the victory. Thank you for what you've done for us. Thank you for this new month. Thank you for the month of November. Thank you for the great things and the great testimonies ahead of us. We even thank you for all you did for us in the month of October. 
to you alone be all the glory. Thank you for preserving our lives in October. Thank you for delivering us from accidents in October. Thank you for promoting us in October. Thank you for the jobs you gave us in October. Thank you for the houses you gave us in October. Thank you for all the souls you saved in October. To you alone be all the glory. And we are in a greater anticipation for what you will do this month. We give you praise in Jesus' name. And amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to his name. Say to someone, we are always on the winning side. Oh, say like, say like you mean it. Say we are always on the winning side. Hallelujah. God bless you. Let's please be seated in the presence of the Lord. Well, you are welcome to a new month. The year has run so fast. One more month. And then 2017 is ended. We thank God for all he's done for us. The number 11 is a number of confusion. But in the midst of the confusion, sometimes God programs his blessing. Joseph was the 11th born. But the moment Joseph was born, Jacob said to Laban, it's time to go. Because increase has come. Sometimes God will program certain things in the unlikely months. So I want you to be expectant. Amen. I want you to be expectant this month. Because this month God will show you unprecedented favor. This month will be a month of supernatural happenings. Supernatural happenings. Supernatural happenings. It will be a month of supernatural happenings. So I want you to be expectant because God will do far beyond our imagination or our expectations in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, we thank God for that time of powerful praise and worship. Uh, for, for those of you who are new who don't know, the first Thursday of every month is our time of pure praise. We have an extended time of praise and worship. We have an extended. So the first, the first Thursday of every month, that's what we do. Someone might ask, why do we do that? Because praise opens the gates. Praise, Judah means praise, and Judah opens the gate. Judah always goes ahead. So when we start the, the first uh, week, first service of the month with praise, what we are declaring is that the month will be open for us. Hallelujah. And every month, our praise is for a specific agenda. Last month, our praise was for praise for fruitfulness. And this month, our praise is for praise for vengeance. Amen? So the time when we were praising, you might not have known, 
but what we're actually doing is that we were praising God to arise on our behalf as a God of vengeance. I said as a God of vengeance. And on and on the on the days of the time of praise, what I do is I just share a few words with you and then I bless you. Amen. How many of you are ready for the blessing? How many of you like blessing? So are you ready? All right. If you're ready, turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Psalm 149. The book of Psalms chapter 149 from verse 6 to 9. Psalm 149 verse 6 to 9. I read, it says, let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. The purpose of that, the high praises and the two-edged sword is in verse 7, to execute vengeance upon the heathen. The heathen there means the unbelievers and punishment upon the people to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with feathers of iron to execute upon them the judgment written. This honor have all his saints. Praise ye the Lord. Say amen to that. So I want to share with you briefly what I have titled Praise for Vengeance. Praise for Vengeance. Please understand that the God that we serve he is a God that has two sides. That's why every money has two sides. Every coin has two sides. You have the head and you have the tail. Every story also have what? Two sides. And every time you just stick to one side, you'll be in error. If there is an issue, assuming there is a conflict in a marriage, and then the wife comes to you and say, my husband did this and did that and did that and did that, and you believe what the wife said without hearing the side of the husband, you have made a wrong judgment. Why? Because there are two sides to every story. The same truth is applicable to God. There are two sides to God. Two sides. There's a side of love. He's a God of love. Which many Christians know about. And there's the other side, which is a side of vengeance. Which many Christians don't know about. The same God who is a God of love, he is a God of vengeance. Why? Because God has two sides. Even the word of God has two sides. That's why we have the Old Testament and the New Testament. You can't just rely on one. You can't just rely on the old and forget the new. Neither can you just rely on the new and forget the old. You have to combine both to have an effective life here on earth. So God has two sides. One is a side of love and the other side is a side of vengeance. Now, why is that so? So that there is balance 
in the life of God's people. Now, do you remember when God visited Abraham? God cut a covenant with Abraham, I think, in Genesis chapter 15. And God, Abraham went into a deep sleep. And God said to Abraham, know of a surety, your descendants are going to go into slavery for 400 years. And after that, they will come out with great plenty. And all of a sudden, Abraham woke up and, and, and I'm sure he wrote that covenant or that prophecy down. And you know what happened? Because of that, Isaac was born and Isaac gave birth to the two sons, Esau and Jacob. And then Jacob received the blessing and fled to Laban and at that point gave birth to 12 children. Isn't that right? Gave birth to 12 children. The 11th born being Joseph had a dream. Now remember there was a, a covenant that has been cut and God has to fulfill the covenant. And for the covenant to be fulfilled, there has to be stages. So uh, um, Joseph had a dream that I saw us, the 11 of you, bowing down to me. They were not happy about that. They sold him into slavery. They sold him into Egypt. He went into Egypt, served in Potiphar's house. Potiphar's wife liked him. He said, let's do the thing. Was giving him a scholarship. He fled. Potiphar's wife lied on him. And then he was put in prison. He was put in jail in the king's dungeon and then two of the servants of the king were also put in the, in, in, in the same prison. One day they had a dream. One was a cupbearer and one was a baker of the bread. They had a dream and they explained their dreams to Joseph and Joseph interpreted the dreams to them and said, this is what's going to be happening. The one who was serving the king with wine life is going to be preserved because remember Jesus said don't be worried about those who can kill only the flesh be concerned about those who can kill both the spirit and the flesh now the wine represents the spirit you can't kill someone who is walking in the spirit now the baker of the bread the bread represents the body the body of Christ was broken on the day when he went up and came down as a symbol of the communion. So he died, he was killed. The cup bearer went and Joseph said to him, when you go, remember me. Don't forget me, remember me. And then he went after two years, he forgot him. There's someone here, you have been forgotten, but this month God will remember you. I said, this month God will remember you. I said, this month, God will remember you in the name of Jesus. So after two years, Joseph came out. Uh, 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 Pharaoh had a dream. He interpreted the dream. He said, there's going to be seven years of plenty and seven years of famine. And I want you to understand that that is a cycle that governs the world. There is always seven years of plenty and seven years of famine. There's always seven years of what? Plenty and seven years of famine. And when you have seven years of plenty, you save up for the seven years of famine. Check when the credit crunch started. Before then, it was seven years of plenty 
and then it was seven years of farming. It took seven years for us to finally come out of the credit crunch. And then we entered into seven years of plenty. After the cycle of seven years of plenty is finished, there will be another seven years of farming. That's the clock of the earth. That's the economic clock. And if you are going to make it, you have to know the signs of the times. Now, that's another, another message for another day. So, now, now, I just dropped that for someone to, to, to be ready for the next seven years. Amen. Well, now, after that, he explained the dream. The dream was true. He saved up for seven years. And there was a famine and then the whole world came to Egypt. And at that point, Joseph was made the prime minister. You know the story. Now, can you see the journey? It started from Genesis chapter 15. Now, we are in Exodus. We are going into Exodus. And then, after everybody came into Egypt, including the brothers of Joseph, they bowed down to him and Joseph recognized them. And then immediately they went and brought their father. So that, that, that was the whole plan. That was the whole plan of this covenant that God cut with Abraham. Now remember Joseph was not present when this covenant was cut. But so far as it's a covenant between God and man, it has to be fulfilled. Are you following me? Whether you are present or not, it has to be fulfilled. That's why it's so crucial for you to know what the covenant of God is concerning you. So you can pull it into your present. Are you following me? So now after all the brothers, the father, everybody ended up in Egypt. Guess what? The Pharaoh died and another Pharaoh rose up. And at this point, the children of of Israel were, were becoming greater and mightier. When you read Exodus chapter 1 verse 7, the Bible says that they worked strong, they became so numerous, they became very huge. They were, and then, and then the new Pharaoh was scared of this new group of people that are rising up. So guess what happened? They put them into labor, a strong labor. They were enslaved and then that's where God's prophecy has to be kicked in. Remember God said they'll go into slavery for how many years? 400 years. And after that they'll come out with great plenty. And you know the story. Moses came up. Moses messed up. Added 30 more years to the covenant. And so you have to make sure you're not working in the flesh. Or else you prolong your destiny. 400 years by itself is more than enough. Now, if you add another extra 30 years, it's way more than enough. So, Moses messed up, fled, came back, had an encounter with God, with a burning bush. God sent him and said, go and, and bring my people out of Egypt. And you know the story. And then guess what happened? Before the children of Israel were going to come out of Egypt, there were 10 plagues. You remember the 10 plagues? The last plague is very crucial. The last plague was a plague where God has to kill all the firstborns in Egypt. Every firstborn. 
but for the children of Israel's firstborn to be exempted, they have to apply the blood upon their doorposts. Do you remember that? Now, the moment the firstborn of Pharaoh was killed, then he finally released the children of Israel to go. But before then, Moses told them, go and borrow gold, silver from all your neighbors and put it on your children. My goodness, that's a good one. That means at that point, little babies were wearing gold. They were wearing 430 years of gold. When God says you will not come out empty, God means it. I don't know how long you've been struggling, but this month you are not coming out empty. I prophesied to you, I said you are not coming out empty. You are not going to come out empty handed. The last 10 months you came out empty handed, but the remaining 2 months you are going to come out with great plenty. Let me hear a living amen. I said you are going to come out with what great plenty. In the name of Jesus. So when they came out, they came out with so much wealth that their great, great grandfathers had worked for. Why? Because God had decreed it. And what I'm trying to tell you is that God has two sides. There's a side of love and there's a side of vengeance. The only time Pharaoh released the children of Israel to go free was when the firstborns were killed. That's the vengeance of the Lord. Is God a loving God? Yes. Why did he have to kill the firstborns of the children of the Egyptians? Because that's the only way he's going to release his firstborn called Israel to serve him. The only language the devil understands is the language of vengeance. <laughs> the devil is battling your marriage and you're sitting there sipping cup of tea. <laughs> now, I'm not, there's nothing wrong with a cup of tea or a cup of coffee. Now, I'm not saying there's anything. But, but have you seen a woman in labor about to give birth? Doing makeups before? Huh? Have you seen that? How many of you have gone to labor before? Just to check. Now, of course, during time of labor, you are not nice. You don't think about makeup. Are you following me? You don't think about, where is my Chanel perfume? No, you don't think about that. During a time of labor, that's a time where all dignity goes. That's where you push and, oh, I don't want to go further. You know. <laughs> I don't want to go any further. But what I'm trying to tell you is that there, is, there are certain times you don't play nice. Because the devil don't play nice. He doesn't play according to the rules of the game. The rules of the game is you don't hit below the belt, but he goes way down below the belt. He goes way, 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 way down. And so when he's hitting you way down, he doesn't say, oh, oh, oh you know, you know, uh, it's okay, it's okay. No, no, no. 
Do you remember when Tyson and, and, and Holyfield were fighting? Do you remember that? When Tyson realized Holyfield was beating him up, he didn't play fair. He beat his ear off. <laughs> his ear went off. That was not part of the room. Are you following what I'm saying? When the devil is playing with the destiny of your children, you don't sit down and act cute. And, and, and say, you know, I'm not going to sweat today. I'm just, it's all right. It's all right. The devil steals your baby and you say, it's all right. The devil steals your marriage and you say, it's all right. The devil tries to steal your, your joy and you say, it's all right. No, it's not right. That's where you push. You pray until something happens. Are you following what I'm saying? That's why you don't play nice. You become like a bulldog. You begin to bite the devil. Give me your ear. I'm going to bite your ear. Oh, why? Because the devil don't play nice. If we are going to take the UK for Christ, it's not going to be nice gospel. Some people will be offended. Some people will be offended if you knock on somebody's door and say, the only way to heaven is Jesus. They are going to be offended. But that is the truth. There is no other way to heaven. There is only one way to heaven. And that way is Jesus Christ. I said that way is Jesus Christ. There is no other way to heaven. There is no other way to God the Father. There is only one way and his name is Jesus Christ. Someone may be offended. Praise God. God doesn't look at our feelings before he writes his commandments. You might say, oh I don't believe in that. There is nothing like God. Well, you don't believe there is God. You don't believe there is heaven. You don't believe there is hell? Die and see. <laughs> Die and see where you end up. That's how, oh, you know, I don't believe there's a law of gravity. You know, you, you don't believe it? You can't see it, but it exists. The law of gravity says everything that goes up, everything that goes up, is it down or not? Of course. So say, I don't believe it. Stand on a story building and jump, and let's see where you end up. Whether you believe God exists or not, that's your cup of tea. One day, you and I will stand before him. The law of gravity is no respecter of person. Isn't my wife beautiful? Yeah, she's, isn't my wife beautiful? Why are you not responding? Don't you have eyes? Do you have eyes? Don't be jealous now. This is not jealous. Isn't my wife beautiful? Of course. But as beautiful as she is, isn't my wife a nice person? Yeah, she's very nice. I'm the blessed man in the whole world because my wife is very nice. Now, as beautiful or as nice as she is, if she stands upon the Trump Towers, oops, did I just say Trump Towers now? Okay, let's, which tower should we use? 
Tower Hill, all right. Let's see. Now, if she stands on top of Tower Hill and she says, I don't believe there's a law of gravity, and she jumps, guess what? She'll have an encounter with concrete justice. Yeah. So, laws are no respecter of persons. You might say, oh, I don't believe, you know, I, I'm just a nice Christian. You know what, you know what I mean? I, I just want to be a nice, I just, I just love the, the love side of God. Yeah, praise God, yeah. But that's one side. Every time you go into an extreme on one side, that is error. Are you following me? That's why the Bible says that a false balance is an abomination unto the Lord. Your Christian life has to be balanced. Have you not noticed, even when you don't eat a balanced diet, you grow, you know. I, I, you have to be, uh, you know, they introduce this thing, is it six a day or, I mean, what, five a day, or just to make money, it's not, they, are just, they just want to make money out of us. But you have to eat a balanced diet. You can't just eat carbohydrate all the time. You can't just eat, you know, cabo all the time. Every time, cabo, cabo, cabo. You, you, you become so hard. Every time, protein, protein. Every time you eat protein, you can't have friends around you. <laughs> because you know the end result of protein. Every time, protein, protein. You know the end result of protein. Are you following what I'm saying? So, we have to be a balanced Christians. Praise God. That's why we, 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 we release the high praises unto God. Let's go back to our foundational text. It says, let the high praises of God be in the, their mouth. Psalm 149 from verse 6. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth. So every time we come into the house of God, we praise God. And the high praises of God is where in our mouth. And he said, and a two-edged sword in their hand. The two-edged sword there doesn't mean a physical sword. It's talking about the word. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12, it says the word is a what? It's a two-edged sword. So the two-edged sword he's talking about is the word of God. Are you following me? So you take your praise and you take the word. As you are praising God, you take the word and begin to execute the word. Use the word in the area of your life that you are trusting God for. It says to execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishment upon the people to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron to execute upon them the judgment written this honor have all his saints. Praise ye the Lord. So this honor is to all the saints of God, all the children of God who understand the power of praise. Hear me? And as much as we are talking about vengeance, it is not our responsibility to execute vengeance. Because vengeance is the Lord's. Are you following what I'm saying? Vengeance is the Lord. Romans chapter 12 verse 19. It says, dearly beloved, 
avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. Talking about God, he said, I will repay, saith the Lord. So the vengeance is the Lord. God is the executor of his vengeance. You are not the executor. Have you not noticed sometimes you pray and say, God, kill my enemy and your enemies are still alive and doing well. You want God to kill them now, but God said, no, I don't need to kill them. They need to be alive. They need to see what I'm going to do through your life. Are you following what I'm saying? So vengeance is the Lord. Vengeance is the Lord, not yours. Vengeance is the last card God shows the devil before he backs off. There are supernatural powers in praise. There are supernatural powers in praise. Let me show you a quick one. Isaiah chapter 61 verse 13 verse 3 and 4. Isaiah chapter 61 verse 3 and 4. Now when you read from verse 1, you obviously know uh, the, the prophetic declaration of Jesus. Let's go to verse 1. Isaiah 61 from verse 1. Now this was written concerning Jesus Christ. I want to show you something very important. Look at it carefully. It says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel, to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. Can you see what is written concerning Jesus? So there is the acceptable year of the Lord and there is the day of the vengeance of our God. The acceptable year of the Lord will never come until the day of the vengeance of our God is fulfilled. The next thing is to comfort them that all them that mourn. Right? To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. The spirit of heaviness there talks about the spirit of depression. The spirit of depression. It makes you heavy. No, no antidepressant tablets can help. You take it, it will help for a few minutes. But you come out of it. And this nation is sitting on a time bomb. Nearly 70% of prescriptions prescribed are antibiotics, sorry, antidepressants. You say, how do you know? My wife is a pharmacist, so I know. I'm meant to be a doctor. <laughs> I'm a doctor in some way. One day I'll be a doctor. That's, my, that's been my dream from when I was a child. One day I'll become a doctor. Once my children grow up, I'm going back to school. <laughs> Don't laugh at me now. 
if I don't go back to school, I'll set up a university and give myself a doctorate degree. <laughs> Simple as that. So it says, now look at what praise does. The, the antidote for the, for the spirit of depression is praise. Wearing the garment of praise. It says that there might be called trees of righteousness, the plantings of the Lord, that, that he might be glorified. Now look at verse 4. Verse 4 is key. Now verse 3 it talks about the garment of praise. Now look at what the garment of praise does when it comes upon us. It says, and they shall build the old waste. They shall raise up the former desolations. They shall repair the waste cities, the desolations of many generations. So can you see the supernatural strength in praise? Now, have you noticed, well, a, a, a research was done about a company that has a lot of employees. And when they are working, there was no music played. And they realized that the output or the input of the, of the staff was very low. And then they did another, same groups of people, asked them, what's your favorite music? They listed their favorite music. And then they gave them the same task. And then they started playing their favorite music. Guess what? They got through the work quicker. They were more excited. Their productivity was more efficient than when there was no music. Why? Because there is power in praise. And so when the garment of praise comes upon us, we are able to build old wastes. Old, we are able to build the old waste places that has been neglected. That's why praise is so powerful. And the devil knows the power of praise. One thing he doesn't want you to do is to praise God. Because that was what he was doing before he was sacked. And so he doesn't want anybody else to take his place. He's a very jealous enemy. So he knows that once you start praising you have so much supernatural strength and you'll be able to do the impossible things. That's why you have to be careful what kind of music you listen to. Every music has a spirit behind it. Every music. So if you are listening to, what's my name? I'm a single lady. I'm, there's a spirit behind, I'm a single lady. Very soon you'll be single. <laughs> Instead of listening to pastor preach in your car, you're listening to, I'm a single lady. You'll be very soon. Because what you confess is what you become. How can you possibly be playing? Is that how the beats goes? <laughs> There's a spirit behind every song. Every song. Every song. Now, do you remember in France recently, uh, there was a terrorist attack and a lot of people were killed at a musical concert. 
Do you remember the name of the band? You don't? Something death. Death. They had death. Jackals of death. Or you don't remember? Something death. Yeah. How can you go to a concert with the name, the people playing the band, their names is something of death. You want to die? That's why we saw it's a, it's now what I'm just trying to tell you is that there's a spirit behind every song. And so you have to choose your songs carefully. Even all the Christian gospel songs are not Christian. Their songs have stopped in this church. Yeah. And, and those were nice songs. We were singing it. I was one day, I, you know, when we were singing a song in the church, I could see the whole church is excited. And then one day, you, you've got the name of that thing. Ah, there you go. Angel of, thank God for Google. Now, if you don't, you can't ask God, you can ask Google. Angel of death metal. And how many people died? There are a lot of people who died. Angel of death. Yeah. Yeah. So be careful the songs you listen to. We were singing songs in this church. What was that song? Something bye-bye. You know, my song. You are the people who sing the song. Why are you quiet? You know, what's that song? Tell us, tell me that song. You know, yeah, so long, bye-bye. Goodbye to my pain. I, I, one day I was singing it. I said, my pain, my sorrow. I don't have no sorrow. <laughs> no, I don't have no sorrow. You see, because this is a faith church. What you say you'll get. I was singing goodbye to my sorrow, bye-bye, goodbye to my pain. I said, what? Sorrow? I don't have no sorrow. I don't want no sorrow near me. Even if I have sorrow, I don't want to mention the word sorrow. Are you following what I'm saying? So those songs are banned. They are banned from, you can change them. Yeah, fine. We can sing them another way, but they are banned. So that's why the choir, you have to be careful. Songs, if you choose any song that has sorrow, death, pain. <laughs> we have to be careful. Praise God. Quickly as we get ready to close. Five breakthrough powers in praise. This is very powerful. Five breakthrough powers in praise. There are more, but I've just listed five. One, number one is praise brings God down. Praise brings God down. The Bible says in the book of Psalm 22 verse 3, it says, but thou art holy, O thou that inhabits the praise of Israel. So every time we praise God, guess what? He comes down. You see, you can pray and pray amiss, but you can never praise and praise amiss. When you pray, God sends his angels down, but when you praise, God himself comes down. 
which one would you like? God coming down or the angels coming down? I want God to come down. So praise brings God down. And please understand, praise is the protocol that surrounds God. Without praise, you can't enter. Praise is the secret code that gives us access into the presence of God. Psalm 100 verse 4. Enter into his courts with what? Enter into his courts with what? It says enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with what? With praise. So with praise we are within the inner circle, the inner courts of God. Number two, praise destroys depression. I said that earlier. Praise destroys depression. Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17 to 19. Praise de- destroys the spirit of depression. Habakkuk 3, 17 to 19. It says, although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines, the labor of the olive shall fail, the field shall yield no meat, the flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no head in the stills. Now look at the bleak, the gloom that surrounds the situation. The fig tree is not blossoming. There is no fruit in the vines. The labor of the olives have failed. The fields are not yielding their meat. The flock has been cut off from the fold. There are no heads in the stalls. Look at the bleak. It's like nothing is working. No money coming in. You work so hard. There's no joy in your marriage. You do everything. Your husband don't love you. Your wife don't love you. Their heart is somewhere with somebody else. You're doing everything right. Cook the perfect meal. He comes home. He eats the food. He says, what's this? And any man who does was this, don't cook for them again. Put a stone. Put a stone. Put a stone in their, in their food next time. Cook stone for them and let them. <laughs> How can your wife go to work Works, you know, eight hours, nine hours, tired. You've also gone maybe work, work four hours, six hours. You came home before her. She comes home, cook for you, and then you ask, what is this? You ask, what is this? We'll cook stone for you next time. Put stone. Just do a nice romantic dinner. <laughs> put, put flowers, put candles. Have up, go to the seashore, go to Brighton, pick up some five nice smooth pebbles. <laughs> Praise God. And put it and say, where he gets it, say, honey, I prepared the best meal for you today. <laughs> I prepared the best. Now don't do it to me though, because <laughs> the way you're laughing. <laughs> I've never said what is this before, though. So. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
Praise God. You put it down five pebbles. He opens his that day will be very hungry. He said, Oh, really? Okay. He opens and said, What is this? I said, Yeah. This is manna, manna from Brighton Sea. <laughs> Praise God. So you do everything. Sometimes you do everything. Have you noticed that there are times in sometimes certain weeks or certain months, all what's coming towards you is problems. Text, problem. Phone call, problem. Knock on the door, problem. Letter, problem. It's like you give it problem, your address is fine. <laughs> it's problem everywhere. Your car breaks down. You know, your car is fresh car. It just breaks down, not moving. Why? This is a picture in, in Habakkuk 3.17. But in the midst of that, in the midst of that, listen carefully. It says, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Say amen to that. It says, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. And he will make my feet like hinds feet. He will make me to walk upon my high places. The chief singer on my string instruments. Can you see the secret of praise? So number two, praise destroys depression. Number three, praise opens door for every destiny trapped in prison. Number three, praise opens doors for every destiny trapped in prison. Acts chapter 16 verse 23 to 26. The Bible says that, and when they had laid their stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep, keep them safely. Who having received such charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. Now, did you, in the midst of prison, they were still singing praises unto God. Don't wait for the problem to pass before you praise God. Are you following me? In the midst, your car is broken down. You're freezing on the M25. Still praise him. In the midst of the snow, your boiler is not working. Your heaters are not working. Your electricity has been cut off. Still praise him. You have just been laid off work. Don't cry. Don't allow the devil to see your tears. Don't give, give him an opportunity to laugh. Praise God in the midst of that prison. The Bible says that at midnight, Paul and Silas, they prayed and they sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. This is the point where you say, ah, I'm in prison. Let me be dignified. I don't want anybody to know that I serve God. The Bible says that they prayed and they sang praises. And the prisoners heard them. Let your enemies hear you praise God. I said, oh, but look, you've been going to church. What has God done for you? Sarah, you've been barren for 25 years. Nothing is working for you. Still, praise God. In prison, still do what? Still praise God. Because that is your secret key 
to come out of that prison. Verse 26, listen to what happened. The Bible says that, and suddenly, somebody says suddenly. suddenly. Oh, say it again. Say suddenly. suddenly. Do you see what praise does? The Bible says, and suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all, not some, all the doors were open and everyone's bound was loosed. Say a good amen to that. So, you, you see, your prison God is going to lose somebody's prison doors. They might be laughing at you now. They might be saying, come on, come on. What are you doing? You don't have to do this here. But in prison God, they have no idea that in your prison God, when your freedom comes, their freedom is going to come as well. So don't stop praising God. When this church was one member, I was praising God. When we had no instruments, I was praising God. When we had no microphone, I was praising God. Are you following what I'm saying? Don't wait for everything to be good around you before you start praising God. Or else you'll be there forever. Praise God in the midst of your prison. In the midst of the challenges, still praise God. Number four, praise defeats the devil and gives us the victory. Praise defeats the devil and gives us the victory. Second Chronicles chapter 20 from verse 20 to 22. The Bible says that and they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And they went forth. Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah. Judah represents praise. Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe in his prophets, so shall you prosper. Verse 21, And when they had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord, that they should praise the beauty of his holiness, as they went out before the army and to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. And when they began to sing and to praise the Lord, somebody say the Lord. The Lord set ambushment against the children of Ammon, Moab, Mount Seir, which were come against Judah and they were smitten. Say a good amen to that. Now this doesn't make sense. It's a time of war. And in a time of war, you need weapons. But in a time of war, Jehoshaphat appointed singers to go ahead of them. To praise the Lord and to say, the Lord is good and his mercies endured forever. Not some of the times, but forever. You have to come to the point where you can say God is good even when things are not good around you. Yes. And you saw what happened. The Bible says that as they lifted up their voices and start praising God, the Lord set ambushment. That will be your story this month. I said that will be your story this month. Anyone sitting anywhere Tampering with your destiny. Tampering with your children's destiny. 
tampering with your marriage, tampering with your job, God will set ambushment against them. I said God will set ambushment against them in the name of Jesus. This man, they will be smitten for your sake. Anyone who says you will not make it, they will see you making it this month. I said they will see you making it this month. They will see you prospering this month. In the name of Jesus. The last but not the least is praise breaks through every iron or impossible gate. Oh, I love that one. Praise breaks through every iron or impossible gate. Psalm 24, verse 7 to 10. Psalm 24, verse 7 to 10. It says, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors. Why? Because the king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? Now look at who, he, who is asking who is the king of glory. The everlasting doors. The gates, the iron gates. They are asking who is this king of glory? And then the king of glory responds. This is the Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Say amen to that. God will fight your battles for you this month. I said he will fight that court case for you this month. He will fight that marriage case for you this month. He will fight that, that dismissal, that inappropriate dismissal for you this month. Every negative law that has been placed upon you, God will fight it for you this month. In the name of Jesus it says, lift up your heads, O ye gates. Even lift them up, ye everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. Say amen to that. He is the king of glory. And what brings the king of glory down is our praise. When we praise him, he fights for us. He's a man of war. He's a man of battle. And solution, I declare to you that from today, God is taking over your battles. I said, God is taking over your battles. Every battle you have fought, that you have lost, from today, God takes it over. And from today, you will win. You will win. I decree vengeance into the camp of your enemies. Anyone, anyone crafting things against you, sending negative letters, sending negative text messages, making negative phone calls, putting all kinds of things on your file that is not of God. I decree right now the vengeance of the Lord in their camp. I decree the vengeance of the Lord in their camp. The Lord of, of glory, he will come through for you. He will come through for you. He will fight your battles for you. Hold your peace. This is your month of victory. I said this is your month of victory. Let me hear living amen. This is your month of victory. It's your month of breakthrough. It's your month of increase. From today, God will favor you. 
From today, God will favor you. You will not lose any battle any longer. The last battle you lost will be the last one you'll ever lose. From today, I decree victory over you. Victory over you. Victory in your marriage. Victory in your finances. Victory in your health. Victory in your company. Victory in your business. Victory in the life of your children. Victory in this church. In the name of Jesus, I release upon you the commanded blessing of the Lord. The commanded blessing of the Lord. Whatever you touch this month will be fruitful. Every iron gate, every prison door that has been shut against you, I decree you coming out now. I release the angel of the Lord to destroy those gates. Anything that has held you in one place for so long, one place for so long, you do everything, you are not moving forward. You've been at the same spot for five years, for ten years. Today, I decree supernatural speed for you. I decree supernatural speed for you. From today, God will move you into the speed zone. Any delay in your life from today I decree by the power of heaven that you are coming out. I said you are coming out. I said you are coming out. You are coming out. The God of vengeance will fight for you. The God of vengeance will fight for you. Anyone that has programmed your destiny to have an accident this year so that you will die, I release you from that declaration. I release you from every declaration of death, every contract of death. You will not die. I said you will not die. You will live to declare the glory of the Lord. This month, your hands will handle great things. Your hands will handle the blessing. Your hands will handle the favor of God. I decree supernatural favor upon you. Favor upon favor. Favor upon favor. This month, God will promote you. This month, your long-awaited promotion is coming. In the mighty name of Jesus. Anything that has held you back, the God and vengeance release you free today. The God of vengeance release you free today. In the mighty name of Jesus, I release the blessing of the Lord into your house from today. So shall it be. I said, so shall it be. Your testimony will shake lives this year. Your testimony will shake nations this month. Your testimony will shake the world this month. In the mighty name of Jesus, I decree God gives you supernatural testimonies. Supernatural turnarounds. Supernatural breakthroughs. Supernatural increase. On every side you turn to this month, it will be a month of victory. Every day of this month will be a month of victory. Every day of this month will be a, a day of joy. A day of celebration. A day of increase. In the mighty name of Jesus. Did you receive it today? Did you receive it today? Give Jesus some praise. Give Jesus some praise. He's on our side. He's fighting for us. In the name of Jesus. 
Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, please call us on 01293-885000. Or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution Barnfield Road, Northgate Crawley, RH10 8HQ. Your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations.